The Lance Wall Now Show is coming at you live from the master himself, with a special broadcast taken from one of Lance's most recent appearances. Tune in and get ready for some major revelation. Satan is fighting with Michael, and the angels are fighting with Lucifer, and there's no more room for them in second heaven. And they're forced out, and they have to go to the earth. That's when you have your great tribulation. What's causing the great tribulation? Weirdly enough, the moment that Satan completely loses his position in the heavenlies, it's the darkest day here, but it's the greatest. That's why it says, rejoice! It says that happens, because salvation's coming. In other words, Satan's coming down. So you've got to actually learn to find the empowering meaning in the very worst headlines. Remember this sermon. God promised, not threatened, the last days, because Jesus is coming back, but he's coming back closer every day. And that means that if you can push through the resistance of your flesh into communion with God, you will have greater revelation, greater anointing, and greater power than you've ever had before, because the kingdom of heaven draws nigh. So... Now we go to these seven spheres you've got. You've got these seven areas of uh, influence. Very important. We talked about this uh, earlier today. There's a center and a circumference in every sphere. And in every one of these, the center is the place of influence. That's why the Bible refers to world kingdoms as mountains. Because if you were to pull that sphere up, you see that the spheres actually are like um, pyramid structures at the very top you have the most concentrated influence. This is called the high places, which is why in the Bible they always had the idols and the worship and the demons and the sacrifice and the confrontation with the devil in the high places. So in the high places, what the high places do is they end up having a disproportionate power to shape a nation. So here you go from the, cent you, you go from the circumference to the center the more close you are to the place of influence, the closer you are to the top. If you want to know where the gates of hell are located, look for the gates of influence. You want to see a big battle take place? Let a Supreme Court seat be available. Boom, everybody freaks out. Let a presidential election come along. Boom, everybody freaks out. Why? Because that's where you're trading players at the top of the mountains. So the top of the mountain is actually where you belong. How mischievous. When the church over here is so focused on going there that it doesn't realize it's supposed to go into all the world, not exit from it. At the top of these vertical hierarchies of influence, thank God the family and the church can separate itself from the culture and you could always sustain your strength as a people of God by having, by having God's strong this is how the Jewish people, my, in my background, 2% of the population, we've never exceeded 2% of the population. I'm only 25, 20% Ashkenazi. But the Jewish people have never exceeded more than 1.5% or 2% of the American population. But look how the Jewish people, because God's given freedom in America, they've been able to bless America. So that from Einstein to Leonard Bernstein to Seinfeld, in every mountain, Dershowitz in law, Jewish people have contributed disproportionately to the richness of the Judeo-Christian culture in America. By the way, you could take George Soros and Larry Fink with, uh, and, and say Jewish people could also disproportionately be mischievous. But the fact that I want you to catch is 
you that are the children of Abraham, that are of Abraham's seed, have the blessing of Abraham. And what does that blessing give you? The supernatural anointing to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You're supposed to be at the top of the media mountain. You're supposed to be at the top of the business mountain. You're supposed to be at the top of the government mountain. And then as I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, this is a wild message. What are you telling me? Because it looks to me like the darkness is going to get darker. The nations are going to shake. How, how does this work? And then I began to study this thing a little more closely. The kingdom of heaven is drawing nigh. Look up. Focus in on what the Father is doing. Look at what Jesus is doing. Because the ultimate goal that the Lord has is go make disciples of nations. The church gave up on discipling nations. They prefer to go make conversions to Christ. So you will see much effort made on reaching the lost. You'll see very little conscientious effort made at transforming the culture. Because to transform the culture is to disciple the nation. You don't build, listen, I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. When I did church consulting after I came out of Wall Street, I was understanding, okay, the new business model is you build a bigger church and you multiply your churches. You have more people attending, more square footage, more staff. The metrics for success in the church world are bigger and larger. It's hard to quantify whether or not you're having an impact in the community by measuring cultural transformation because it's too abstract. So the church measures what it can measure, offerings, nickels and noses. We look at how many people come, how much money was in the offering, and some churches are you know, cynical, some churches are beautiful. They have a good motive for it, but they're still measuring how many were there and how was the cash flow. Not unlike a good business enterprise. The problem is you're measuring the wrong data. What you should be looking at is, what is our punching impact upon the spiritual atmosphere in which God put us? Because what we found out is if you don't steward these other mountains, you watch what happens when education mountains get taken over by the secular demons that start to turn them Marxist and anti-Christian. Now, you say, well, well, it's the end times. Yeah, but a lot of that is because of us. Harvard originally was not built for Marxism and progressive Christianity and Hamas. It was built for the preparation of Christian preachers. My first organized protest happened at Harvard. I said, shocking. The university that was set apart for the preparation of clergy, here they got a clergy coming back to them. A son of Harvard comes back, and there's a protest organized against me. The witches, atheists, LGBTQ and Islam all joined together to protest me and my little Seven Mountain Revelation because Soros-funded left-wing media had already gone ahead and poisoned the well, describing me as a dangerous aberration of Christian nationalism who advocated for the burning of witches and the stoning of gays. Well, I get there. First thing I said is, uh, well, for one thing, who else could bring witches and Muslims and gays and atheists together? By the way, there were Jewish atheists. Who could bring the Jewish atheists and the Muslims in unity other than Jesus? Right there is proof. 
that Jesus is unique. The only person can unify everybody. I went ahead and I did my teaching there, and I went ahead and had, we had our, had our meetings. And when I was done, by the grace of God and the favor of God, everybody, except for the Muslims, they boycotted the protest the moment that they found out that the homosexuals were going to be there because it bothered them. So it was a weird thing. They left. The rest of them stayed together. And they all confronted me. But after I got done teaching, I walked out. And the leading witch from Salem, Massachusetts, comes up to me. She goes, excuse me, I got to say something. I was told you advocated for the burning of witches. And I feel kind of bad because, well, I put over 2,000 curses on you. I said, really? She said, yeah, I was mobilizing them on Facebook. I have my own, like, you know, witch uh, center right there in the middle of Salem, Massachusetts. But I got to tell you something. You guys are a heck of a lot more fun than the crowd I'm hanging out with. And I'm looking at her, and then the Jewish guy who was leading the atheist who organized the protest, who was the dean of the summer school, comes up to me. He goes, hey, I'm, I'm feeling kind of bad about this. You're not so bad after all. I, I'm the manager of the Harvard pub. We have our own beer. I'd be honored if you'd come down and be my guest at the Harvard pub, and I could get to know you a little better. So I told the witch, I said, you want to join us? She said, okay. You know, the Bible says that you can renew your youth like the eagle. Joel says that I'll restore to you the years. We don't even think about these promises much, but listen, when you get to my age, and like I'm 67 years old, you wouldn't know to look at me, but I plan on running strong. And you know what? About two months ago, I started getting a text uh, a blitz of four friends of mine, my age group, who are all going in for emergency heart procedures. I said, hold it right there. Renewing our youth longevity, strengthening our heart, finding out how to preemptively anticipate where physical infirmity would try to take us out. That's my priority. This year, I want you to join me. Go to LanceWilla.com forward slash summit. I'm going to go to the beautiful Trump Doral in Florida, and I'm bringing experts with me. Dr. Jordan Rubin, I said, are there longevity secrets? He said, let me talk to you about collagen and intermittent fasting. I talked to Dr. Chancy Crandall. He said, there is an extensive panel of tests that can be done that will preemptively anticipate where the enemy might want to take you out. And I looked at this list of geniuses we've got. Dr. Neil Goodman talks about the insights of reversing the brain fog, fatigue of long effects of COVID. And Christy Nickel, who's a young lady who is transforming bodies with fitness and weight loss. I can't go into all of it. We even have a miracle service. When they're done teaching, we're going to see God supernaturally restoring years. Go to LanceWilla.com forward slash summit. I'm going there, and I'm looking forward to seeing you because this year is going to be a strong year. Start the year off smart at the summit. Join Lance at the Health and Wellness Summit to discover secrets of longevity, strengthening your heart, and transforming your body. Go to lancewallnow.com forward slash summit to reserve your spot now. So I'm walking down to the Harbor Pub there, going down. I got the witch. I got... Guy stops and goes, hey, hey, hey. I got to talk to you. Well, it's like a little Jesus fascinating. I stopped. He said, I was told you hated gay people. Well, I'm a homosexual here from Boston. I got to tell you, I didn't hear anything about hate from you. And so uh, I just thought I'd tell you that, you know, I misunderstood, you know, because you can't believe everything you read. I go, you know, that's so true. Even me too. I can't believe everything I read. Would you like to join us at the Harvard pub? Go, yeah, okay. I got the gays and the witches and the atheists. We all went down. We had a great time at the Harvard pub. 
And when it was over, I'll never forget this. I, I was warned by religious leaders, don't go, there's going to be protests against you. Lance, you're a good guy, you know, with your Seven Mountain message and your business background. Why would you want to get involved? Remember Anita Bryant? She got labeled, uh, you know, the orange juice thing, and the gays came out, and they ruined her whole brand. She couldn't even make money with Anita Bryant with a, I don't know, the Tropicana orange drink. You guys way before your time. But anyway, she was, so I'm going, he's an older guy. I go, yeah, I kind of remember that. She was like, when I was a kid, I remember that. So I said, I got to think about this. So I went to the, for the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm getting some advice from the apostles and the bishops that I really don't need to get involved with these political controversies. It'll, it'll hurt my reputation and, and, and tar my brand. You know what the Lord told me? This is the most humbling thing. The Lord said, you're not that well known that you can mess up a brand. Can you imagine that? Only God can tell you something like that, and your, and your self-esteem is still intact. It's like, well, that's a good point. Nobody knows who I am. He goes, Lord, goes, nobody knows who you are. Let's be honest about it. A few people know you. Most of the time, people don't know who you are. The Lord said, but I want you to go. I said, why? It's humbling, too. Because the ones I told to go aren't doing it. I found a two big ministries were supposed to go, and they bailed out at the last minute because of the negative press. Tell you what, it really makes you feel good and find out people don't know who you are and you weren't God's first choice. <laughs> but I went, and here's what the Lord said. The Lord said, missionaries are needed in every sphere because the devil has a caricature of what a Christian is. The devil has a caricature of what a believer is, a Pentecostal, an evangelical, a right wing, whatever. The devil has a character, and if you don't go in with a scratch-and-sniff presence where they can get up close to you, hear you, see you, and you can shatter the propaganda, then the propaganda is stronger than your message. That's why missionaries have to go into all the world. You've got to go in. You've got to go in. Then I was trying to be all cute. I said, well, sometimes we have to be ninja-like, you know, covert and overt, like Esther. She was in there, you know, got her promotion right there. The favor of God was on her, promoted her, leaped her from the periphery to the center, from the bottom of the mountain to the top, because the favor of God will give you a power lift. Boom, take you right to the top of that mountain if you walk with God in favor and faithfulness. I said, so Esther was kind of ninja-like, and then suddenly she had to reveal herself. I was telling this to a Taiwanese billionaire Paris Hilton girl, who is, by the way, at Carlsbad at a business retreat I did like uh, six months ago here. I was so shocked. I pull up the hotel I'm staying at. I'm so dumb. I'm looking at it going, this is familiar. I just, I just did an event at that same location like six months ago. So, and this lady I met there from Taiwan came out. And she's got all these hotels. And I said to her, I said, well, she said, you know, we know the Communist Party in China. My father's friends with President Xi. I'm thinking, hmm. Well, you know, we really need to be ninja-like and be able to get into these places because God promotes us like Esther, and then we can have more influence on the inside. She goes, I love this. She goes, no ninja. I go, what? She goes, no ninja. That's weak. I go, I got a beautiful rebuke from this little Taiwan billionaire lady. She said, they respect you more if you own what you believe. She goes, they respect you if you, know, if you believe and you're strong. 
She goes, because in their heart, there's a big hole. They know something's missing. And when they see somebody sneaking around, it doesn't. But when you take a stand and God blesses you, they respect it. So I'm not even talking sweet about being covert and ninja-like, because for most people, it's just a code word for cowardice. You just got to be intelligent about how you bear your witness. And timing is everything. Joseph, for instance, did not reveal his family or his Hebrew identity until he was in proximity to Pharaoh and solved the problem none of the other consultants could solve. Once Joseph answered the problem for the boss that no one else could solve because God gave him the answer by the gifts of the Spirit, then Pharaoh became interested in Joseph and his family. So if you want people to know about your heavenly father first, do something which establishes the credibility of you as a messenger. Then reveal who sent you. Well, I'm out of time now. I'm already a minute over. I'm sorry. I didn't get into all the things. Some point in the future, we'll come back. Because I really want, I want to talk to you about your destiny. You're called in, in the regions that God sends you. You have spiritual authority over the city. That means on a national level, I, I'm looking at the, the education and, and politics. I'm looking at Washington and, and the whole education system. But if I was locally assigned, I'd be looking at the schools and universities, the local media, the business, and I'd be looking for my people to get them to the top. And what I want to do is help you get to the top of your sphere of influence so that you can cooperate with the shaking and take more territory. Fair enough? We're entering a period of time that has increased hostility against people of faith. It's a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral, physical, psychological, and even a financial basis. I'm here to remind you that God is the one who has blessed you thus far, and he will take care of you in the future. You have a divine responsibility, however, to see trouble and prepare yourself. For example, with record inflation eating away at the value of the U.S. dollar, the savings in your retirement account is in danger of slipping away. I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now that includes no penalties, there's no taxes, when you transfer current retirement funds into Birch Gold. To see how it works, I want you to go to lancewalnut.com forward slash Birch and get your free info kit and you'll be glad that you did. Did you enjoy this latest episode? Please remember to share it with your friends because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.